Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 48. Dear Father, Mother, Thou dost grant all good and perfect gifts to me. Tis mine to raise this beacon here, obedience unto Thee. Hymn number 48. Scriptural will be given by Wendy from Georgia. Psalms. With thee is the fountain of life. In thy light shall we see light. John. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, how is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. 
But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven, our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious, hallowed be thy name, adorable one, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom is come, thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 188. No eye hath seen, nor tongue declared, nor hath it entered heart of man, to know what God hath here prepared for them that love and trust his plan. Hymn number 188.
Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion where we discuss in depth the lesson for this week and learn to practice Christian science a little bit better. We have a Sunday school for children uh, that meets at 11 a.m., and that Sunday school has its own dedicated teleconference number, and many of our Sunday school students participate over the telephone as they don't live in the area. So if you don't live in the area and have a child of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll give you the number, and we would love to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery for infants and toddlers, so you can bring the whole family. Uh, we've got some meetings scheduled this month. We and the annual meeting of members will take place on Thursday, January 26th at 8 p.m. So for those of you who are members, mark your calendars. And if you can't join us in person, the meeting will be conducted over the church's teleconference number. That's Thursday, January 26th, 8 p.m. And then two days later, on Saturday, January 28th, we will have our next Bible study session, and that will take place at the usual time, 10 a.m. Saturday morning. So check the website for the study questions, and please join us Saturday, January 28th. We have a number of websites, many in languages other than English, so that the word of God, the truth of Christian science, reaches many people around the world, and in many cases in their own language. And every website, everything on our websites are free of charge. You can download, listen, do whatever you want, free of charge. Freely, we have been given and freely we give. And one of the articles that's featured on our English website this morning, I would like to point out uh, something very basic, fundamental, but very important. Uh, a little article written by Mary Baker Eddy entitled, A Treatment for Every Day. Excellent guidance on how to begin every day. And we have been printing and mailing the February full-text lesson sermon booklet has been printed and mailed to subscribers this week. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. We're very happy to have you join us. And now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from miscellaneous writings 
by Mary Baker Eddy that attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Debbie from Illinois. Page 424. Language is inadequate when bearing grateful testimony to the book Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures. By its simple reading, I was healed of ills which baffled the skill of specialists and all curatives that love and money could command. After 18 years of invalidism and eight years of skepticism, without hope, with no God, except a first cause, I was given up to die. A loving friend told me of this book, which was soon bought, and 35 pages of the first chapter were read to me that evening. The next morning, I got up, walked, and read the book for myself. I mentioned the chapter for the reason that nearly two years have passed since those wonderful words of life were first read to me, and still their sacred sweetness is ever the same. Now I exclaim, God is all. Mrs. Mary A. R. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page 6 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Life. The golden text is from John. This is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. The responsive reading is from 2 Corinthians. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed with our house, which is from heaven. If so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, Now he that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing is God, who also hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Therefore we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing 
will now read. I will read from the Bible. John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Job The Spirit of God hath made me, and the breath of the Almighty hath given me life. Psalms how excellent is thy loving kindness, O God! Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house, and thou shalt make them drink of the river of thy pleasures. For with thee is the fountain of life. In thy light shall we see light. Matthew. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. John. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great multitude followed him, because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. And Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. Jesus answered them and said, Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son 
and believeth on him may have everlasting life. It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself. Acts. And upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continued his speech until midnight. And there were many lights in the upper chamber where they were gathered together. And there sat in a window a certain young man named Eutychus, being fallen into a deep sleep. And as Paul was long preaching, he sunk down with sleep and fell down from the third loft and was taken up dead. And Paul went down and fell on him and embracing him said, Trouble not yourselves, for his life is in him. When he therefore was come up again and had broken bread and eaten and talked a long while, even till break of day, so he departed. And they brought the young man alive and were not a little comforted. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship, him declare I unto you, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worshipped with men's hands, as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things, 
and hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation, that they should seek the Lord, if haply they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Proverbs The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Amanda from Missouri will now read. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. God is divine life, and life is no more confined to the forms which reflect it than substance is in its shadow. If life were in mortal man or material things, it would be subject to their limitations and would end in death. Life is mind, the creator reflected in his creations. Life is, always has been, and ever will be, independent of matter. For life is God, and man is the idea of God, not formed materially, but spiritually, and not subject to decay and dust. Man is not the offspring of flesh, but of spirit, of life, not of matter. Because life is God, life must be eternal, self-existent. Life is the everlasting I am, the being who was and is and shall be, whom nothing can erase. The understanding that life is God, Spirit, lengthens our days by strengthening our trust in the deathless reality of life, its almightiness, and immortality. This faith relies upon an understood principle. This principle makes whole the diseased and brings out the enduring and harmonious phases of things. Mind is the same life, love, and wisdom, yesterday and today and forever. Matter and its effects, sin, sickness, and death, 
are states of mortal mind, which act, react, and then come to a stop. They are not facts of mind. They are not ideas, but illusions. Principle is absolute. It admits of no error, but rests upon understanding. But what say prevalent theories? They insist that life or God is one and the same with material life so-called. They speak of both truth and error as mind, and of good and evil as spirit. They claim that to be life, which is but the objective state of material sense, such as the structural life of the tree and of material man, and deem this the manifestation of the one life, God. This false belief as to what really constitutes life so detracts from God's character and nature that the true sense of his power is lost to all to cling to this falsity. The divine principle, or life, cannot be practically demonstrated in length of days, as it was by the patriarchs, unless its science be accurately stated. We must receive the divine principle in the understanding and live it in daily life. And unless we so do, we can no more demonstrate science than we can teach and illustrate geometry by calling a curve a straight line or a straight line a sphere. There is but one I, or us, but one divine principle or mind governing all existence. All the objects of God's creation reflect one mind, and whatever reflects not this one mind is false and erroneous. Even the belief that life, substance, and intelligence are both mental and material. Error of thought is reflected in error of action. The continual contemplation of existence as material and corporeal, as beginning and ending, and with birth, decay, and dissolution as its component stages, hides the true and spiritual life and causes our standard to trail in the dust. If life has any starting point whatsoever, then the great I am is a myth. If life is God, as the scriptures imply, then life is not embryonic. It is infinite. Material sense does not unfold the facts of existence, but spiritual sense lifts human consciousness into eternal truth. Life is real, and death is the illusion. A demonstration of the fact of soul in Jesus' way resolves the dark visions of material sense into harmony and immortality. Man's privilege at this supreme moment 
is to prove the words of our master. If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. To divest thought of false trusts and material evidences in order that the spiritual fact of being may appear. This is the great attainment by means of which we shall sweep away the false and give place to the true. Thus we may establish in truth the temple or body whose builder and maker is God. We should consecrate existence not to the unknown God whom we ignorantly worship, but to the eternal builder, the everlasting Father, to the life which mortal sense cannot impair nor mortal belief destroy. We must realize the ability of mental might to offset human misconceptions and to replace them with the life which is spiritual, not material. The great spiritual fact must be brought out that man is, not shall be, perfect and immortal. We must hold forever the consciousness of existence, and sooner or later, through Christ and Christian science, we must master sin and death. The evidence of man's immortality will become more apparent as material beliefs are given up and the immortal facts of being are admitted. We cannot serve two masters. To be present with the Lord is to have not mere emotional ecstasy or faith, but the actual demonstration and understanding of life as revealed in Christian science. To be with the Lord is to be in obedience to the law of God, to be absolutely governed by divine love, by spirit, not by matter. Become conscious for a single moment that life and intelligence are purely spiritual, neither in nor of matter, and the body will then utter no complaints. If suffering from a belief in sickness, you will find yourself suddenly well. Sorrow is turned into joy when the body is controlled by spiritual life, truth, and love. Hence the hope of the promise Jesus bestows. He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also because I go unto my Father. Because the ego is absent from the body and present with truth and love. We will now have a moment of silent prayer for our world.
let's now sing hymn number 160. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. It matters not what be thy lot, so love doth guide. For storm or shine, pure peace is thine, whate'er betide. Hymn number 160.
Let's now sing hymn number 396. Ye messengers of Christ, his sovereign voice obey. Arise and follow where he leads, and peace attend your way. Hymn number 396. Christian Science Textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passages from 1 John 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. 1 John. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God, Therefore the world know us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure. 
Romans. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Amen.